Welcome everyone to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS and it can be live streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. Today, I'm chatting with Pam Whitehead. Pam is a wife and mother and a Bible study fellowship small group leader. She has a bachelor's degree in accounting and is currently a CPA in the area of manufacturing. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the Savior Today, I'm chatting with Pam Whitehead. Pam is a wife and mother and a Bible study fellowship small group leader. She has a bachelor's degree in accounting and is currently a CPA in the area of manufacturing. Welcome to the chat, Pam. Thank you, Nida. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's good to have you. Will you start off with telling us about your family? Sure. I have been married. It'll be 35 years this year to my wonderful husband, Clyde. He's been in manufacturing for a lot of years, a maintenance guy. He retired about a year and a half ago. I have a daughter. She's 31, 32. (laughs) I forget. She has four beautiful children, my grandbabies. Um, They are between six and three months. That keeps us very, very busy. She also is a CPA. And I have a son, Cody. He passed away in April 2020 when a semi hit him. So it was a sudden, unexpected. He, I had him for 24 beautiful years, mm-hmm. and the Lord called him home. Will you tell us about your work? Now, you say you're a CPA. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. I got my CPA degree. God blessed me in being able to stay home when I got pregnant with my children and was able to stay home for three, four years, well, five years, my daughter was in kindergarten when I finished my degree and went into the working world as a CPA. Mm-hmm. Um, started in public accounting for five years, and then I went into a Japanese manufacturer five years, and where I'm at now, I've been there for 16 years. It's been a wonderful experience, and just the numbers are my thing. I, I work on the finance team at my church, so I do some of that stuff, too, just wherever I need to be for all the numbers. (laughs) You recently told me that you had to go to college for five years to get that degree. You know, most, of course, are just four-year undergraduate degrees, but you had to go an extra year to be a CPA. Yeah, CPAs are there. I think it's 150 hour now. Um, Actually, that rule came in right after me, but that I had a lot of hours. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That -hmm. is true. Tell us, when did you come to know Jesus and have a personal relationship with him? Will you give us your testimony? Sure. I was 11 years old. Actually, my aunt, I had a great aunt that passed away. And then I I had nightmares of of mom passing away or or something like that that just was fear. I was Mom goes, I want to be where mom's at. She's going to be in heaven. I want to be there, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it just called me to... I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized. So I did it when I was 11 years old. It was really kind of wild because after I was baptized, my dad had not yet been baptized. And we were, after the baptism, in the car going to dinner, I think Ponderosa back then. Um, And he was asking all these questions about it. And I did not know the answers. 
but the answers were coming out of my mouth. And for the first time, I'm hearing these answers, but I'm saying them. And my mom, I think, made a comment saying, the children shall lead them. <laughs> you know, And it's always stuck with me how the Holy Spirit got me at that young age and filled me. And I knew there's a spirit because somebody answered those questions and it wasn't me. <laughs> but isn't it just like God to do something like that? Oh, yes, for sure. And then, of course, the personal relationship, that didn't come to later, though. You know, I mean, I, I became a Christian. I always knew Christ. Mom always took us to church, you know, from the time I was young. But until I would say BSF, you know, that's a wonderful program. I've been in it since my daughter was one. <laughs> so 31 years or so. And that is where just studying God's word one on one, just me and him. And we are studying his word, and then you, you know, the fourfold approach, but where mm-hmm. they, you know, you, they lecture on it, you discuss it, they, you know, you have notes. Mm-hmm. You really grow and see God work through the studying of the word. Mm-hmm. And that's what I attribute a lot of it to, because just getting in the word it's, and, and, and being driven in the direction it wants you to go to kind of point to what's the purpose of the scripture? It's not just, let's just read it, it's what do you do with it? So the depth of your relationship with Jesus, you're saying, has come mainly from Bible study fellowship and how they teach God's word and how you learn so much in that. Well, I'd like to know about your passions. Has God given you a passion to work for him in any certain area? My passion is doing anything God wants me to do. Um, I love working with the church finance group. Unfortunately, my work, my outside work (laughs) has interfered with that recently. And I haven't been able to do what I wanted to. But being able to do that, and also, he's just given me a passion about since losing my son, about sharing what God's done. You know, I mean, as I start talking about it, and my husband will say something, and then I'm (laughs) I can really, I get very passionate about mm-hmm. it, because I know what God's done for me, and I want everyone else to have that, too. It's amazing. A great thing to be passionate about, don't you think? Yes, yes. Is there an area or two where God is working on you to make you more like Jesus? I know one of them is self-control. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's uh-huh. always an issue. You know, I want to spout off, and I've got to bite my tongue, so God is always working on me with that. And I don't want to say patience because you know what patience does. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's his timing. You know, it, it's hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not yet. He's teaching me. So you're saying two areas in your life is self-control and patience. Is that about yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> as much as I don't want to say patience, <laughs> then he'll give me lots of opportunities to be patient, right? <laughs> right, right. That's how he likes to work sometimes. <laughs> The chat has a theme song, and that song is Stepping Out. And it talks about God wanting us to step out of the boat so that we can have more faith and trust in him. Have you had a stepping out incident happen in your life? Yes. As a matter of fact, just this very last couple of weeks since I was asked about the show, because when I first looked at that, I thought, I don't know if I've ever had a stepping out but some things have come out, up at work that um, I am wondering, I was wondering, you know, what's God's plan in this? Is this what I need to continue doing? It's been very difficult lately. 
And all I kept thinking and hearing was that song going in my head, stepping out of the boat, step out of the boat, you know, mm-hmm. have faith and trust in me, always trust me. So I was like, okay, Lord, I put this in your hands. You know, the, the timing of my life right now, I am taking care of my mother, staying with her full time throughout the week. And that's my priority. That's where God has made it plain and clear. That's where I need to be. So that's where I need to focus. So if that means I need to step away from my job for a time, I'm stepping out on faith. (laughs) So that is a current incident that's going on in your life where God is saying that he wants you to step out of the boat into faith in him. Yes, yes. Do you have a place where you go to each day to pray? I don't know if I have a specific place. I pray constantly throughout the day in lots of places. At home, I do have my recliner in the mornings because I love my morning time and I do my Bible study and I have my prayer time in the car anytime I'm driving to work, half hour drive or whatever. And even a lot of times in bed at night because Mm -hmm. that gives me the peace I need to be able to sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I can pray myself to sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But You know, it's just that time that my mind doesn't want to stop reeling, and and I will just, Lord, you've got this, and I will have my prayer right then. (laughs) Well, I'd be interested, from morning to night, will you tell us about your prayer life, starting before you get out of bed, if you pray then, and going all during the day? So what's it look like for you? I do get up and typically go oh, get my coffee <laughs> and sit down in my chair and have a prayer time. Just a thank you for the day and, and you know, have my, not devotion, it's BSF typically, especially mm-hmm. this time of year. You know, it's I'll sit down with my Bible study. I pray over it. I pray for his guidance. Then, you know, I do that for an hour or two or whatever. And then I just kind of go about There'll be arrow prayers a lot throughout the day mm-hmm. when I get those times and I'm all upset or up unnerved. Lord, take this from me. I want my peace and joy. So mm-hmm. I have little arrow prayers a lot. Um, of course, meals, you know, that's typical. Bedtime always. There's always a nice long prayer at, at bedtime to help me relax and wind down. So it sounds like all during the day, whether it's a specific time where you are doing it in Bible study or you're just shooting out arrow prayers. Isn't it cool how God works? He's always listening to us. Yes, yes. And he's not, usually, I don't think, anyway, not particular about how you pray to him, how we pray to him. An arrow prayer is just as important to him, I think, as any other time that we would pray. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, I know he's always there. And those times when I'm really stressed, and, and I have had a lot of those, you know, and then I'll just stop at my desk and, Lord, take this heart thumping from me, you know. Lord, mm-hmm. give me the peace. And mm-hmm. almost instantly he does. So you know he hears it because you can feel it the moment you do it, even if it's a short one, mm-hmm. as well as the long ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, he hears us always. Mm-hmm. And he has quick action yes. prayers mm-hmm. that he answers Sometimes, like you're saying, it's just right then. He just takes right over and brings peace to the situation. That's just the way God works. Mm -hmm. Are there any prayers that you pray specifically for yourself? 
Mine has been a lot of, and especially since my son died, it has been, Lord, give me the peace that passeth all understanding. Mm. And he has granted it enormously. When you pray those specific things, Mm -hmm. you can see how he really does it. He has given me such unreal peace Mm. about Cody's passing. That's probably the biggest one. Um, I also, just with Cody's death, we prayed the very night he died. We're laying in bed and praying the peace and also praying, Lord, let us be a witness in some way to other people Mm. on this. Mm. We prayed it that very night, and I prayed it almost every night since then. Mm -hmm. Always. Let this not be for nothing. Let this be to your glory. Let us find some way to share what you've shown us through Mm. this to Mm. your glory. Those are probably my main ones, especially in the last four years. (laughs) So powerful, though, those prayers are. Just think, had you not prayed those prayers... But he's got it right there on the tip of your tongue to be able to do that. Yes, yes. I, I, I can't imagine life without, you know, having him and, and that prayer link and the peace he brings. Are there any prayers that God has not answered for you that you thought that he should throughout your life? Are there any times there when he's disappointed you? I'm, I'm sure there are, and I know I... Th- thought of some and it's funny how no matter what they were at the time that I thought this is what I want well no that's not what God wanted Mm -hmm. you know because I almost always saw later that okay that wasn't meant for you this is the Lord always provided whatever else now at the time that may not have been what I thought it should have been or the house we were looking for Mm -hmm. until the right one came along and we both knew this is the house Mm -hmm. you know That's it about our disappointments in God sometimes. Sometimes we think he's disappointed us when we look back at the situation and see how he answered those, and he answered those to our good. Yes, yes. I'm so enjoying our chat together, Pam. But right now, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out out of the boat for the Savior is near. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Pam Whitehead. Uh, Pam is a CPA here in Columbus. So let's go on to blessings. God has blessed you many times over, just like the rest of us, I'm sure. Yes. Can you give us, though, a couple of the ones that stick out especially to you? I think one, several years ago, as I was a student in college, is when I first started BSF. It was my first year or two in BSF, and I was struggling understanding the word and getting through the lessons. And I prayed for God's wisdom to enlighten these words, Mm. you know, enlighten my understanding of what you're trying to show me. After that point, now I've always been a good student in school, Mm -hmm. but after that point, as I finished my degree, straight A's. Mm. Never. Did I see a B or anything? Now, I was an A, B student. There might have been a C sprinkled in one or two. But after that point, God granted it so much more Mm -hmm. enormously than what I asked for. I just wanted to understand his word. Mm -hmm. But he gave me the knowledge in other areas as well. Um, The other big blessing, the biggest blessing, has been since Cody passed. And that is just, and that, that is weird, really weird even for me to say that 
losing him has been a blessing. Not that I don't, I mean, I miss him enormously. And he's an amazing part of my life. He was my son. But the relationship and the way that God drew me to him and the way he sprinkled things in Cody's life, the things Cody said and did, different little God winks, I'll Mm -hmm. say, throughout the life and since his passing, that has been the greatest treasure of anything. My relationship would not be where it is today had I not been through that valley. You know, when when do you get closer? It's mm-hmm. not on the high mountaintops. Mm-hmm. It's in those valleys when God draws you nearer. And that is my blessing. As weird as that is to say, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very strange to even say it in words. A lot of people, Pam, I don't think would even understand what you're saying. Here you have lost your son mm-hmm. in death in an accident, and you're saying that it was a blessing in disguise. It was. I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal to think mm-hmm. of. It really is. And a lot of things led me to that point. I mean, I lost a brother when I was, what, 31? He was 20, 28 or so, I believe. So he was young, too. Now, that was a harder time. That was the first mm-hmm. hard walk. You know, five years, deep depression, hard time. But God saw me through it. And when I got down on my knees in my bedroom against my rocking chair and wailed out to God and said, Lord, I can't take this, I can't do this, then it changed. And seeing I got through that, God got me through that. When this one came along, when it was my own son, God saw me through it, and I knew he would. From the beginning, I knew he would. Didn't know how and didn't know how hard or how easy or what. Not that it's easy. It's not. He just does amazing things to your heart in doing that. So you don't see it as a failure on God's part, the fact that he let that happen or any of that. As sad as it has made you, as much as that would hurt, that God has been able to draw you so close to him, your relationship with him is so intimate, that would make a blessing for you. Yes, yes. I mean, it's a lot like in the scripture stories, the uh, Lazarus, you know, Jesus waited for two days to go and raise Lazarus from the dead for his glory. He put mud on the blind man's eyes and he was able to see again. Why was the blind man blind? Was it because of his sin or or his parents' sin? Neither. It was for God's glory. There's always a reason. There's always a reason for what he does. It might not be in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, when my son left and went, he moved down to Clarksville and got married, I said the whole time, there's a reason he's down there. God's got a purpose in him. That family that he's with down there, God is witnessing to them through him. And I heard that at his funeral. Mm-hmm. The, the mother-in-law spoke at his funeral about how Cody was her best friend and guided her to God in different ways. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Seeing God work and do those things. It's amazing. Let's talk about your devotional life. What's that look like? The only specific devotionals, I guess I'd say, I read were, were the um, the Godwinks books. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend those. And, and it's one of those things that God put before me uh, just a few years before Cody died. 
And one of the lines in the book was, you're not reading this book by chance. God put this book in your hands. And I thought, okay. So as I'm reading through those books, seeing the way people look at things, seeing the way where God works, it opens your eyes to seeing those God winks in your own life. Mm-hmm. You know, had it not been for that, I don't think I would have seen all the little things that it was like my son was always talking about. You should never uh, cry at a funeral. You should be happy. You know, these, these people are going on to be in glory with in heaven. And what 20-year-old goes around and says things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think about Cody, we're, we're sad. We miss them. You know, in hindsight, I look at that. And I thought, wow, that's how Cody felt. You know, it's glory when a person dies. Are you reading a particular book in the Bible right now? Where are you and what's going on there? Yeah, we are in, um, it's through Bible Study Fellowship, of course. Um, We're in the book of John, which is an amazing book. What isn't? (laughs) But And and it's funny how it so pinpoints to everything going on in your life at that moment. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, things going on in my life, and then there's the, the scripture about, you know, waiting two days. Okay, wait on God's timing. You know, it's so timely. And everything that he does. And we just did the Lazarus, which obviously is why that's fresh <laughs> in my brain, you know, that, mm-hmm. yeah, he waited two days before he went and raised Lazarus. So I love John and Revelations is next year. So that'll be fun, too. <laughs> John's a great, a great study. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Can you give us a favorite biblical account? Do you have any? After all, there's only hundreds and hundreds of them in the Bible. But can you give just one of your favorites? Oh, my gosh. Of course, I kind of already alluded to that one, like especially recently was the the Lazarus and the waiting. There are so many. Martha and Mary, of course, that goes into the, the women of the Bible. But the fact that Mary worshiped the Lord. She gave everything she had, or what, I mean, I don't know if it's everything, but she gave that perfume she poured on his feet that was worth a year's salary. That's a lot of money. And she gave it all at his feet mm-hmm. to worship him. Give it all to God. She'd been through a lot in her life. Yes. And had quite a life in the past. Mm-hmm. But her love for Jesus, when he stepped in and brought true life to her, that love was so deep and passionate. Mary is an excellent woman in Scripture. As we're talking about Mary, do you happen to have one more favorite one? Sometimes I think about Rahab, Uh the prostitute that was the mother of Boaz and, Mm -hmm. and Ruth, thinking about how God chose such imperfect people. You know, we're all imperfect. Mm-hmm. But the lineage goes to all of these imperfect people. And she was blessed to be able to be in the lineage of Christ, knowing, you know, she was this prostitute who, you know, did something nice that she helped, helped these spies. The blessings from that and just the imperfection. Which tells us how many of us with such past of so much sin and how God forgives us of that and how he can use us in such powerful ways. Oh, yes. Yes. Isn't that amazing? I mean, to think about that. He uses everyone. We've all fallen short. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I'd like to get into mentoring. Have you had any mentors in your life? 
I can't really think of any per se. I mean, other than my mom, you know, she raised us in godly ways and in the church, but um, not in out in the world in a mentor program or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always brought up in church so that, mm-hmm. you know, I had Sunday school teachers. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really say that I did. You know, the thing is, Pam, is that many times we think when we say the question, have you had any mentors in your life? We normally think of formal. You've been this to me or I've been that to you. But mentoring does not have to be formal. In fact, I would dare to say that most mentoring takes place without it being that way, with just women being together, impacting each other through their daily lives for Christ. So as we look at it in that sense, can you look back and think, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Jerry and Jeannie Langley, they used to be the youth ministers at my church when I first started coming there and my kids were young. I don't know how many times I went to them, went to Jerry over things with the kids that you go through and and Jeannie, and we spent times at Hilltop Christian Camp and mm-hmm. chatting, and I would say both of them were mentors to me. So I think, like you're <clears throat> saying, each of us have had so many mentors in our life. I can't see God putting us here on earth and not giving us someone, at least one person, and but surely many yes. mentors that can make an impact on us, that we can grow in our relationship with Christ by observing them or spending time with them. I think that's just the way God works. Mm-hmm. Christian fellowship. Yes, and in many different ways. What about you? Have you been a mentor, not necessarily formally, but can you think of yourself? Do you think you've mentored others along the way? I never thought I did, well, like I said, until like BSF in the last few years, as I've shared different things about how God has worked through the death of my son. And um, there was a question one week about who inspires you. And I had several ladies in my group say, I did. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of what he's shown me and how I've shared it. And I can't help but share it because I feel like anybody who's lost Someone could benefit from knowing mm-hmm. how God can comfort you and console you and give you a higher view of all that's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I hope, I hope that I do bring God glory and all that through the, the BSF groups. That's, I'm not sure if I have a lot outside of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been good so far listening to you, Pam. But we've got to take another break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Pam Whitehead. Pam, I'd like for us now to get into struggles. As Christian women, we've all had struggles to deal with in our life. Have there been any times like that for you? Of course. 
And I know the biggest one ones, I mean, as I talked about, my brother, right at 20, 21 years ago, um, losing him and then going through the deep, dark depression that you go through as, as a death like that, sudden, unexpected, young, comes to you. And working my way through that very difficultly, but God saw me through it. And then along came my Cody and the news of, of his death that night. So many ways that God showed me, I'm here. I've got this. From the very night we were that, that he died, he had called me as I was driving home with, from my daughters, and we were just chatting away, and he had another one of those conversations about, well, Mom, nobody should, I don't even know where it came from. Nobody should die, cry at funerals because, you know, hmm. that's what he does. Nobody should cry at funerals because everybody's happy, and, and the person's in, in glory now, and yeah, Cody, you know, we have our little chat. And we chatted on and off, and he ran out of gas on the highway. So we're texting back and forth, are you okay? Have they come with the gas yet? And all that stuff, you know? He said, yeah, they're on their way. That was at 11.02 p.m. I'm sitting there in my chair, and I'm a nervous wreck as mom, and it's like he's out there on the road. And, and I had some texts to him. He wasn't answering. I was like, yeah, you are making me worry. Don't do that, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to give it to God as best I can. I literally wrote that. <laughs> I'm still worrying. And then um, at 11.02, he says, yeah, they're they're on their way. Okay. So I'm sitting there, and at 11.07 or so, I suddenly get this feeling of peace. I can go to bed now. It'll be all right. It's fine. You know, I'm waiting to hear back from him, and I hadn't. And it's like, I'm just going to go to bed. I go lay down, and I only know the time because I have one of those, I think it's sleep number bed, <laughs> and it records what time you get into bed. Later, when I go back and look, is when I put these together. His death certificate, he died at 11.07 or 11.08. I was one minute off. From the moment I laid down, he, he died at 11.07, I laid down at 11.08. And I was like, wow. Because I felt that sudden internal peace that calmed the shakiness that was inside of me, the worry and the fear of him being out there. And I laid down and I went to sleep for an hour or so before we got the call. Of course, then you're all unnerved again. But God was in that. God has been in all of it. Cody was in BSF when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. I took him through all the, both my kids went through the program. My daughter all the way to the senior from preschool to senior. His favorite song was Trust and Obey. Uh Yeah, He loved Trust and Obey when he was a kid. We sang it all the time. And when we went to the funeral and we did it there at the gravesite and we were there and they were starting to lower him down and we were all getting ready to leave. They have at Garland Brook that big tower that plays music. It started playing to trust and obey. And I was like, Nick Ripman, you know, did y'all tell them to play that? No, no, that was not planned. That just played at the moment they're putting him into the ground, trust and obey. I get chills saying it now. I mean, it's just inspiring. You know, God knew. And then after he died, we found a um, song that he wrote. He liked, he was always writing things. And it was something about, um, Lord, we wake up every day and we worry and we fear. And there's something wrong with that. Oh, 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 there's something wrong with that. We need to trust. We need to always trust. And it was always trust, 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 trust me. You know, we found that after he died, it was actually read at his funeral. And I was like, again, with the trust, you know, I mean, he, Lord constantly told me 
Well, there were many, many, many instances, and many little God winks that happened along the way that told me, trust me, I've got this. There's a bigger plan in this. I may not know what it is, but I do know that he brought me more intimately, more close to him. As long as I keep to the trust, that faith, that you are sovereign, Lord, you know best, no matter what. And that's what has been the big thing for me. It's his sovereignty. He plans everything. My husband's all the, you know, we should have went down there. We should have saved him. And I said, it was planned when it was supposed to be. If you went down there and saved him, either you'd be gone too, or um, it would have happened on down the road. You know, God has a plan. God has a time. God has a purpose. Cody accomplished his purpose. He had a purpose in his life. He was supposed to go down there to the family, to those people, and he was supposed to witness to them. You know, he accomplished what he was supposed to do. He got called home. He's in glory. Don't know how else to say, <laughs> to say it. Did, during this time, God bring any scriptures to your mind? Oh, yeah. One, one of my favorites has always been Romans eight twenty eight, For all things, God has worked for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It's not some things, but in all things, God works those things to the good of the... I'm twisting the words up, but I know it by we heart. We get it. We get it. <laughs> and um, another one that's come out in the last few years was Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. God's goal isn't to hurt us. Hmm. He loves us. He wants us to live in peace. And his goal is not to harm us, but to prosper us. Amen to that, sister. (laughs) Amen. During this time also, did God bring a specific song to your mind that brought encouragement, that helped you along in some way? Yes, that would be, I can only imagine. That song, as you listen to that, I mean, I sing along every time I hear it, I get chills to Walk alongside. What are we going to do when we meet Jesus? Are we going to fall at his feet? Are we going to walk side by side? I mean, it's just an amazing song. So enlightening. Let's listen to I Can Only Imagine. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine 
song that is Pam that you have chosen such an encouragement wow I'd like to give you a couple of minutes to say whatever it is you would like to say has God laid anything on your heart that he would like you to minister to encourage in whatever way to those of us today who are listening to the chat I hope and pray that people will always, and, and death is hard, especially a child. It's unnatural. It's not the way it's meant to be. But God is greater. No matter what our pains, what our troubles, what our issues, God is always greater. He will always give us our way out, always, if we will just trust and obey and have faith in him. He is sovereign. He knows all. He understands everything we're going through, and he will meet us right where we are, whether it's on our knees, bawling our eyes out, or wherever we're at. Just 
know and trust and have faith, know in the deepest of deep within your heart that God's got this and this is for my good. In some way, he will work this out and he will be glorified through it. That's our goal here on earth. Glorify God however we can. Even the darkest, hardest, most hurtful things that can happen to us. You're saying that God wants us to trust him and allow him to do what God can do. Definitely. Yes. He is amazing. Will you pray with us? Father God, you are almighty. You are powerful. You are awesome. You're sovereign. You know everything. And we thank you so much for this time. I thank you for this time to be here and to share my testimony and my witness. And and Lord, I pray that that anything I've said comes out of me in the way that you would have it. I hope that it's all your words and that anyone listening will hear and be and see your glory. And Lord, I, I thank you so much again for this opportunity to be here and to share what you've given to me. And it all be to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have a dear friend, Pam, uh, Jenny Taylor, who told me about you. I didn't know you very well before we had lunch together, but she told me about the joy that exudes from you and how you want everything you say to glorify God. Well, all I've got to say is Jenny Taylor spoke 100% truth (laughs) that it exudes from you the joy of the Lord, all the hardships that you've had, and you've just mentioned a couple with the, with the losing of your son and a few other things. But the joy that I feel and have felt in your presence today, I have felt with few other people than what I felt with you today. Oh. Thank you so much for coming. You have a story to tell and a God to glorify and lift up high. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm